0: Have you sought out any other Severance podcasts? You know what? I kind of did.
1: Mm-hmm. It was more out of just trying to see what was out there yeah. in the year mm-hmm. since we did television podcast thing. Number one, I couldn't find a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't look very closely, but also when I typed in Severance, I noticed we did not come up at all.
0: Mm you use um, just the
1: way we like it
0: yeah you use um the just the default podcast app right
1: no i use um this website freedom eagle podcast dot uh-huh. dot <laughs> uk right. slash
0: yes i use Apple. the conservative what are you talking i'm talking <laughs> about app what do you, app do you the use cons-
1: the conservative media player
0: right you yeah. use the default Apple Podcast app, right? Default Apple Podcast yeah. because some of that stuff is. Um, is there
1: really quick? Is there any other podcast like rival platform
0: out there? Yes, I, they're all better than the Apple Podcast app. Oh, really? Yes,
1: and we say they're all better. I mean, oh, the Every, only on the literally, Spotify. you could download
0: the worst one on the App Store and it's better than See, the I Apple Podcast. Like, app. so where's them because I know Spotify, I know Apple. No, there is- are apps that are their sole purpose is for podcasts. It's not like Spotify where it's like a music service. It's mm. just as an app that downloads and plays podcasts. How are we doing on those? So there's Overcast, which is, I think, probably the most popular one. Are we famous there? No. I, I mean, I don't... Well, that's what I was going to say. The searching, I don't know how the searching works because I, the impression I get is anytime you search anywhere, it's only looking for... The name of the podcast, right? Oh. So unless Severance severance. is in the name of Ah. the podcast, it's not going to show up. Oh, okay. That's the impression I get. Okay. It might be different on, like, the podcast app on, like, the computer. So we're everything Severance now? No, we're just still everything.
1: Oh, you know? No, you know what we should be called? Severance everything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. So
0: there's one podcast that's called Severance, and it's like one of those yeah post show recaps things. But did you listen to it? No, I tried. I was trying to earlier when I was cooking, just like you said, because I kind of wanted to see what was out there, and I could not get it to work. I don't know if it was. I even went to the website and tried to play it from the website. It would not. It would play, but there would be no sound. So I don't know.
1: Maybe that's what they do. Maybe it's
0: some sort of statement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk when we have something to talk about.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about episode six, which is called, called? Hide and Seek. Mm? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the Lexington Letter, correct? Which is the book? Yes. Um, did the book come out first or this week's episode? Right before. Okay.
1: Day before, I think.
0: So let's talk about the book. Okay. It's called The Lexington Letter. It was released on Apple Books. Um, if you don't have that. How's you, that app? You can find it. You know what's so crazy about that? <laughs> Here we go. How did you read it? <laughs> you read it on the Books app, right? Maybe, yeah. So is I downloaded it on there, and y- you have to use the Books app, right? Uh-huh. I opened it up and realized I have more audiobooks. In the Apple Books app than I do Audible. What? I had so much stuff in there. What? I don't know. For at some point, for some reason, I thought it was smart to buy my audiobooks through the Apple Books app, which I might as well still do because I only use an iPhone, right? Um. But yeah, so Lexington Lighter came out on Apple Books. Uh, I think we can probably just give our thoughts on it. Brief rundown of the story is: it's about a woman whose name is Peggy, right? She was a school bus driver, got into an accident. Everyone lived. No one was seriously hurt. Uh, She started hearing some advertisements, I believe, for Lumen and took the job, got severed, took the job, formed a relationship with her innie, um, and they bypassed the Uh, letter identifier thingy-majiggy thing that they have because they had their own secret language that was drawings or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Got past that. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. You go through it. The... She gets a letter from her innie that says, I just finished this big... Thing at 2.30 or something which going back to it now why in the world would she put the exact time she finished the file or whatever right but anyways and her letter out she's like I feel so accomplished or whatever because I just finished this file at 2.30 p.m. eastern time <laughs> right western time wherever <laughs> yeah. they're at and um she's reading it and then she sees on the news at 2.32 p.m. a uh I wrote it down uh Dorner Therapeutics truck exploded, right? Dorner Therapeutics is a is a competitor to Lumen Industries. Was. Was. And they exploded. Right. So weird, right? They go back and forth. Something weird's going on. Blah, blah, blah. Um. And I guess the whole f- the framing for the whole thing is she is writing a letter to. She was going to, there were some things about, this is who I can trust, this is who I can't trust. So she ends up sending this letter to a reporter at a local newspaper uh, saying, I think I can trust you, blah, blah, So that's the letter where it starts off with a correspondence between the newspaper editor sending this email to her editor and being like, I'm going to run a story on this, blah, blah. blah. You read the letter. That's what the letter tells you. Uh, and then the letter ends with like her and her any best friend slash best friend ending their relationship so she can leave and the any can get out. Then he is like, I don't think she explicitly explains what's going on, but she's like, it's not what it appears to be or something. And then she leaves. So that's the end of the communication with the any right. Um, that's the end of the letter. And then you go back and forth between the reporter and the editor a little bit. Mm-hmm. The editor's kind of trying to squash the story. He doesn't seem too interested in publishing it. He's like, write this story about some dumbass local basketball team or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, anyways, the woman died. This woman died a couple days ago anyway, so the story doesn't even matter. And that's kind of the whole deal, right? Good editor. Someone yeah. died. Not a juicy story. <laughs> yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. It's boring. Is that, is that, that's about right.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, big drink after that. Uh, one thing, so one thing, I took a couple notes while reading it. Peggy knows Lumen as a, a company that makes her deodorant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they started off as like, I guess, like a little, oh, she also knew because they were local. Yeah, I mean,
1: it does, not to jump too far ahead, but it ties into the opening of the Episode where you see God, I can't remember, Patricia Arquette's Cobble at her altar mm-hmm. for her, what seems to be the founder of Lumen, mm-hmm. her what we're guessing is maybe her great 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 grandfather, whatever. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like their um slogan or whatever made me think of them as like a health, you know, soap company, yeah. Or, mm-hmm.
0: Goods and just a little one. like cosmetics company,
1: exactly. Exactly. So, again, yeah, starting or at least at the time of Peggy, still having a, a foot in home care, deodorant, all that seems right accurate.
0: Um, one thing that I noticed, which kind of connected some dots to me with the show, is that in the st- story, I can't remember exactly how it comes up, but there's a there is a a little bit more of an emphasis on like the childlike nature of the innies. Right. Which for me explains the waffle party. It explains the finger traps. The finger traps. Like all of the seemingly weird rewards, which make total sense if you're like a kid.
1: So here's the thing. It <clears throat> not just a kid, but it goes back to what we were talking about in the first Episode, what do they know of the outside world? What conception do they have because they mm-hmm. are adults, but being only you know two years to four years severed, yeah, that means they only have that much experience inside the company. The thing that wasn't making sense to me and that i i now I think I can articulate better
0: mm-hmm.
1: I get the fact that they are not going to get paid for what they do. They're never going to reap the benefits of their work. Yeah. So you need to give them something. Mm-hmm. I get that, right? Because the Audis are getting all the money. So what do the Indies get? Mm-hmm. They get a waffle party, <laughs> Chinese finger traps,
0: and pencils. Right. Still makes me wonder why finger traps, right? Well, sure. Sophia and Charlotte just recently obsessed with the just the idea of a Chinese finger trap. Like it was like finger trap please. what they talked about for a week straight. I have no idea why. they don't think they've ever had one, but it was like a thing.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, you know what I mean I get it, but I also mm-hmm. wonder and and it could just be a commentary on any company gonna do the bare minimum for their employees. Did you see just today, um, like, the CEO of Applebee's had an email leaked? No. (laughs) Where he was like, I'm pretty sure it was Applebee's. Uh In his email, he goes, hey, everybody. uh, So um, projections say that gas prices are going to continue to rise. And that's really good for us because, yeah, here it is. Wayne Pancratz of Applebee's says that higher gas prices are great for business because most employees live check to check, and hopefully they can start lowering wages. (laughs) (laughs) And so, team, everyone has heard that gas prices continue to rise. The advantage this has for us in that it will increase application flow and has the potential to lower our average wage. How do you ask? Most of our employees' base and potential employee base live paycheck to paycheck. Any increase in gas prices cuts into their disposable income. As inflation continues to climb, gas prices continue to go up. That means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. So, I mean, it is like, like it's somebody clearly stating like the evil purpose of capitalism as they benefit. Yeah. Which is not a revelation. We we know that. Companies know that. Everybody knows that dirty secret. Right. But so it does tie into the fact that of course Lumen wouldn't say here are 15 different prizes you can win or we're going to launch new incentives that they would just keep relying on Finger traps, waffle parties, and pencils. Mm-hmm. You know, um I keep forgetting his name now, but Colin.
0: Zach? Colin. I, Zach uh Dylan. Dylan. Mm-hmm. I did
1: Colin before. Dylan has like fifteen finger traps.
0: Right. He's obsessed.
1: So, yeah, but but you would think that Lumen would say, Hey, let's
0: like expand, but they don't. Yeah. They say
1: just keep sure. giving him the same
0: shit. Yeah. The one thing I want to say about that quickly, and it doesn't need to be said, but it does need to be said, is it's not inflation, right? And these, all the rich people want you to think it's inflation are going to keep calling it inflation, but it's not inflation, it's price gouging, right? Because inflation implies that, like, there's a surplus of money, or that, like, people <laughs> have had their wages <laughs> raised, and they're not. We're mm-hmm. just being price gouged. That's literally all it is. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so that kind of connected some dots for me, The like the Waffle Party stuff, musical dance, music dance experience, blah, 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 blah. Um, the truck gets blown up. Four people die in total, right? And the company, Dorner, also claims they've had, like, prototypes destroyed, right? So it's some sort of, like, corporate espionage. Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> another, so a thread on Reddit that came up, uh, that I thought was interesting is they based on reading the story. Oh, actually this person, <clears throat> um, wrote this comment after episode three. Uh, I have absolutely no foreknowledge of the script, but I do have a theory about after this episode, episode three in perpetuity. Right. I can't remember exactly, but the company (laughs) is training, quote unquote, suicide bombers. Either the company will use them to carry out a suicide attack or they will frame them for a horrible attack and pin the blame on their employee. The recordings of the pre-written break room speeches will be released after the event.
1: Huh. So I thought
0: that was interesting.
1: That is interesting. And now I'm trying to remember what she, I'm very sorry for what I've done. I can only... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and then, okay, so in the story, at some point when Peggy and her any Annie, Annie are exchanging notes, they get caught, <clears throat> and that's when they beef up the security, the code detector security, Which we right? see in this episode, too. Exactly, right? yeah. which we then see again in this latest episode. Um, <clears throat> but... That is used to explain how she gets her final note out. I think because something happens because the code detectors were down. Oh, that's how she sneaks out the handbook. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the book is the um, Lumen handbook. Yeah. So they take the code detectors down. She sneaks out the handbook. Which I'll come back to this in the <laughs> next. In when we talk about episode six. That to me is like borderline, like lazy, like very convenient. Right, We, we had know? to get somebody. <laughs> right, exactly. We've got to get this handbook out. out. Right. Peggy did it.
1: <laughs> it was down. It just worked yeah. out.
0: Right. Way to go, um, Peggy. Uh, and then, so Peggy writes the letter on November 10th, mails it in on November 11th. She dies in a car accident. No story there. Right. Um, anything else about the letter? that you picked up on
1: uh no the the one thing that interested me is how do you feel about this mixed media approach i love it okay yeah me too i so something that that came back up i don't know why was um the blair witch Mm -hmm. and i love that movie i was fully in when it was coming out yeah so i bought the soundtrack which was like the cassette found in their car, you know? Right. The mixtape. The mixtape mm-hmm. that they were listening to, like that was the soundtrack and police files and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I do miss that kind of, again, mixed media, broad approach to expand your world instead of just doing it directly through like, dune what was it dune matrix some other shows were like we're doing a season and a movie and then we're doing and it's like right. in the end it, it's always like all right the tv show is scrapped we are just doing a, right. a movie and the movie is mm-hmm. three and a half hours long yeah and uh you know you're just like hey you don't have to just do like big huge tv movie back and forth like release an ebook you yeah. know what i mean like leak some documents right and let me look through those. Like that I I I really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I thought that was great. And not only that, the the ebook, well, you, earlier you joked when we were texting about like what if this was just the episode for the week, right? And a joke that you didn't get, by the a way. A joke that I did not get. Right. But I actually said, think that's a great oh, I, idea. I, I do exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. I do want to comment on what you said. So you're like... something like the episode's already out. Yeah, you go, the episode's already out. It's like, I know the episode's out. I was saying, it underscores more that it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep Um, the episode's out. You can watch it. (laughs) But
0: I think that would be great if they actually just made that the release for the week, right? Yeah. But I also really like that, I guess going back to that, if it was the episode for the week, that it wouldn't just be like a... Here's a TV show in a book format, like this is its own thing yeah it's it's it wor- it's it's made exactly for this format, and it works as that format. You know what I mean? Um, last thing about the letter, okay, did you notice who the newspaper editor was?
1: I just had it open. I was looking at the i it, I didn't who
0: Jim milchick. Um oh. mm. so the editor that is trying his best to squash the story yeah. wants okay. her to just write about some dumbass high school basketball game is Jim Milchick.
1: Yeah, I was watching something on um YouTube and somebody mentioned that like we are desperate for mystery nowadays yeah and i think that that's true you know it's like the internet has in some ways i i remember being excited at the opportunity of filmmaking and storytelling being opened up to anyone who has a iphone Mm -hmm. and internet access can upload whatever they want and here we are internet's been around for a while and you realize like and yeah, no one's really like <laughs> trying to like tell a, a, right. a in-depth mystery. You yeah. know what I mean? We're all just out there trying to uh, distract ourselves long enough <laughs> or, yeah. or we're, uh, we're trying to make it big and famous and get a following. People yeah. aren't really thinking like, Oh, this is a great way to tell us a really in- intricate story. But I, I do wish that, yeah, more people would use it. So like, you know, again, pulling up this, this, uh, book it's just interesting to see like what's redacted and you know what i mean like it just gives yeah. you opportunities to to dive more into this universe and i uh yeah i really like that
0: yeah um okay so episode six hide and seek um any big picture thoughts before we get into the breakdown
1: uh you know i think on on this one, it really is to me about the the demands of administration or leadership mm-hmm. it, you know what 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 did they say irregardless is not a word right right so um without taking into consideration the Experiences or thoughts of the workers. You know what I mean? That this is pretty exclusively, you know, kind of a a, a depiction of an uncaring, unfeeling corporate structure. Yeah. On its impact to its workers. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw that in the suicide attempt, and then we see that now in the restriction of their privileges. And how more control is only going to spur more revolt. Which, again, Mm -hmm. goes back to the idea of like, I want to see how they pull it off. But you would think that any organization that trafficked in the control of people would understand the basic equation of overreach of control is going to create an opposite reaction of a rejection of that control. Mm -hmm. The whole point is that you don't tip your hand to show the people that you're controlling them and you have a great situation with severance that you already have people who have split themselves between an outside life and an inside life. If you just made the inside life feel more accommodating and feel like a family that you would have people who buy in harder to your structure, but the company can't do it, which again is either, 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 is either, uh, you know, a, again, a failure of storytelling to account for the, the you know, the breadth of the world, you mm-hmm. know, or it's a commentary on the fact that no organization or institution can make Anything feel like a family. Mm -hmm. That it's always going to fail and feel false. That all of those approaches to business ultimately fail uh, because you have to exert some control over those employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And those employees are not going to like it. And so you either need to be okay with them leaving and revolting, or you need to anticipate that revolt. So again... The, the the fact that this episode pushed so hard against that that Patricia Arquette would so openly reveal her disdain for for the workers mm-hmm. again makes me feel like you wouldn't really would you
0: you wouldn't really do that would you because <sighs> i mean yeah i guess not i guess not Well, I mean, she doesn't... Because she's only ever really interacting with Mark.
1: Right. In in terms of, like, the workers. Even when she throws her mug at Mark. Even when... Yeah, sure. How controlling she is over Mark. Look, the break room already, like, you have a structure that's, that's built. And again, I think it has to be a commentary, right? Because you have Milchick who encourages the family nature of the office, Mm -hmm. right? He's the one in episode one who comes in. He's like, Oh, my department with my favorite, like friendship or whatever uh office friendship. And he's taking a picture of them, but it's all in this sterile, formal environment that can't ever feel like a relaxing, comfortable environment to exist or work in. Right. It's, it's sterile, It's empty. It's confusing. Yeah. And again, that you wouldn't, if you had all that power and money, the fact that no one up top would say, you know what? We need to make this feel like home. We need them to work, but they're not going to work if we make it feel like a lab. Mm -hmm. So let's make it feel comfortable that they go, No, you know what? We should make this feel like a cell. Make it feel like a prison. That's what we need. Yeah. You know, again, I, I think it's probably more of like a satirical commentary.
0: Well, I think it's all, I think it's a good representation of like. Kobol is a middle manager. That's all she is, right? Like, she reports to the alien voices or whatever the fuck those things are, right? That's all she does. And all she or that's, that's who she reports to, all she does seemingly is monitor the departments, right? Like, it doesn't seem like she does anything else. And to me, that's a great example of at least what my experience with middle management has been, exactly. right? Like, as, as a groundskeeper, I bust ass every day, five days out of the week, eight hours straight. I'm busting my ass, right? At the end of that week, I get called into the middle manager's office because someone saw me using my f- cell phone at some point during that week, right? And like the rule was, this was obviously a long time ago, 10 years ago or something. The rule was, you're not, you're not allowed to have a cell phone while you're at work. You know what I mean? That was the rule. And it's like, mm. to me, the show has been a, a great sort of representation of that where it's like all Kobel is doing from, my, from what we've seen is just watching the employees, right? Like keeping tabs on them. Even outside of the office, she's very obviously like um, following Mark around or whatever. But then you have the employees who are the ones who are actually doing the work. Yes. Right? And But they're the ones who are under the most scrutiny, who are under the most restriction, right? Who get the most shit throughout their days.
1: Right. And I think what what I'm trying to say is I've experienced that as well, where you have somebody put over you in a job, and I might even know the people above that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying- you put them in charge <laughs> right did you interview them? <laughs> yeah. were you awake when you interviewed them because this person is clearly not fit for this role they They do not know how to manage people. It's painfully obvious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so we have been you know the uh we, we've experienced that. I guess what I'm saying is in this fictional world, I again always wonder why why don't these people understand it any more better sure. than, than the real world? Because obviously, yeah, the real world people don't get it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, this position needs to be filled. This person didn't like fall over in their interview or spit in the fake you know plant in the corner of the room. So they got the job. And then they, they don't actually think, are they a good fit for the position? How were their people skills, their managerial skills, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But you would think in this, again, where... You're doing something very covert. You're doing something very insidious that you would say, we need to have better control of our people, and that control needs to be more nuanced than what it is in the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and to that point, though, Kobol doesn't... Kobol is not... Um, it seems like she was has been born like into this position, like she was raised as with the idea of her being like a servant to the Egans, yeah. I a guess, servant right? to
1: the Egans, or do, do you think she's a descendant of the Egans?
0: No, so do so you think she's just like a servant mm-hmm. of that's what she has her shrine. That's, that's what, what it appears like. So the episode opens with uh, Kobol is shown worshiping a shrine to Kier Egan in her home, uh. I made a note of this because I don't remember seeing it, but so many people mentioned it on the subreddit. She makes a necklace. Do you remember that she's making a necklace, mm-hmm. and she uses Petey's chip, yes, as the thing. Yes. I don't remember. I do vaguely remember her yeah. making a necklace. I don't remember yeah. the whole chip thing. Um, and then so somebody on the subreddit broke down every single thing in the shrine, right? Uh, spotted in near, Har- I guess her name's Harmony. I paused the screen too once. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what I saw, but okay. I did. A ribbon that says special recognition, grateful use of idle time, general admission ticket to Kiernival on top of a portrait of a young Kier, I'm assuming, hand-draw banners that say benevolence prob- prob- probity, wiles, Creepy, wax-looking bust of a man and a woman in the top corners of the shrine. Looks like cards describing wit. What's probity? Probity. Probity on little shelves near the top of the shrine. Probity, the quality of having strong moral principles, honesty and decency, financial probity. Probity. Again,
1: what what I love is... Corporate speak that speaks to,
0: (laughs) to, to,
1: you know, values that they themselves are either incapable of living Mm -hmm. up to or just actively. Just 100%
0: projection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looks like cards describing wit and probity on shelves near the top of the shrine. Besides the probity card is a trophy and beside the wit card is another model face that's green. Picture of a girl in a uniform next to a sign that says Myrtle Egan School for Girls. I'm assuming that would be COBOL. Sign that says Lumen Industries high-quality pharmaceuticals interventions. Uh, 345 Main Street Cure P.E. Sign saying probity. Man, they love this probity (laughs) word. Probity. You will never progress in perfecting your imperfect self until you dot, dot, dot. A name tag that says... Use our soap. <laughs> 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 uh a name tag that says Cobel Charlotte three seventeen forty four. Beside or on some kind of blue tube. A lot of people are uh are say are assuming that the Charlotte Koble is her mom because she was born in nineteen forty four. A certificate that says acknowledging Harmony Cobal for meal for uh in in ed in ined, inedible. Inedul, <laughs>
1: ineligible.
0: Ineligible. No, because ineligible means you're not eligible for right, something. Right. In legible il- inlegible. Inlegible. Il- illegible. Illegible. Mealtime condiments. Left bottom corners have what looks like a goat head made of paper or maybe paper mache. Right bottom corner has another creepy model face wearing a jester hat. In the bedroom, Harmony has two dolls that look like men, one middle-aged, one older. Her room looks to me like a room in a dormitory. And it's also interesting that she's dressed as a young girl wearing a nightgown with two braids. Yes, that was something about that was the weird. pigtails. Yes. She's had that from, like, episode one, I think, because I remember seeing that and thinking, why in the world does she yeah, have big Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was in her room. A lot of people also commented on how her room is, like, just like a four concrete walls. <laughs> mm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like the idea that she's a servant. of yeah.
0: It definitely seems like she's been groomed for this whole yeah, deal. Yeah, but
1: again, I just wonder what her mission is other than, yeah, to get the departments to perform and meet quota and all that. I This is the first time where I wondered, what if macro data refinement it just has no purpose?
0: Well, I mean, the letter seems to apply. The purpose is some sort of weird... Terror, like corporate terrorist thing, right? Because the letter is pretty clearly drawing a line between finishing their file and blowing up a truck, and blew up. <laughs> right? Like something along those lines. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so I, I'm assuming that stuff is going to stay pretty vague because I don't, I don't, even want an explanation for how that would work, right? I'm perfectly fine with it just being this weird numbers thing. There's
1: some connection.
0: Yeah. I don't need an explanation for that. Uh, Grainer calls to inform her, Kobol that he has identified Ragabi. You remember them saying that name? Yes. Yeah. As I've written it. I don't remember how it's pronounced. A former Lumen employee as the person responsible for PD's reintegration. Mm-hmm. Irving admits to Bert he is not ready to make their relationship romantic. Another thing I'm realizing these Wikipedia summaries suck. They're not great. Yeah. (laughs) Leaves a lot out. Yeah. (laughs) Why? But I'm not going to write down my own (laughs) summary. That's the other thing. As I'm starting, I just want to watch the episode. I don't want to have to think about taking notes. I don't want to think about, like, oh, this is going to be a good talking point. I just want to watch it. And I don't have enough time to watch it more than once. So, look, we're stuck with these Wikipedia summaries, okay? Okay. Um, Maybe Ir-
1: if we had, like, a, a fan in Copenhagen or some far yeah. <laughs> country who could do little write-ups for us.
0: Irving admits to Bert he is not ready for their relationship to make their relationship romantic. So Irving and Bert meet again in that weird, like, garden room. Yeah. And they share a moment. and oops. Irving's not ready. Right, sometime before or after that, they're in the O and D room, right? Yeah, and they're talking about how O and D is making hatchets and water cans.
1: That's like after when everybody goes back. So right, um, yeah, because then they one of the O and D employees is like, we made hatchets yesterday. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, that's not doesn't seem very peaceful. And then they're making like
0: gardening equipment, right? water cans um, okay but that tied in with the goats thing some people were speculating like some sort of like weird survivalist tilt to the whole thing or something who knows mark learns miss Casey has been sent to the break room for failing to monitor him and Helly after a reprimand from Koble mark
1: has goes to the break room
0: mark has Irving take MDR and OND's... and D's Back room and makes a speech calling for the departments to work together to understand the inner workings of Lumen. That also is when doesn't she say something like she calls him a child? I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. she says, but it's just something you child, which is again another sort of their uh, like hat hat tip to their kids. Um, but along all the employment stuff. Right, Mark is a, a pro-union. This is their union episode, right? They're forming Absolutely, a union. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting their
1: union together, um, which, yeah, again, makes you feel like you could see this clearly happening, the seeds of it planted all along. Why wouldn't the organization step in more aggressively Right to, to work against it? And so, yeah, it does make you wonder who's it, because Milchick there's that scene where Cobalt is watching on the camera mm-hmm. and she looks at Milchick and he's like, I'm on it. Yeah. And and they're both just kind of watching. So it, it obviously is still serving some purpose. Yeah. It's not like they're unionizing outside of the view of Milchick and, and Cobalt. But um, I don't know what, again, is, is Milchick going to be a double agent or...
0: Well, I definitely had a moment like that, too, watching it where I thought, like, at what point, this is obviously a very powerful company, right? At what point are you just like, listen, these employees are too much of a pain in the ass. Just get rid of them, right? Like, not, not even necessarily kill them. Just be like, you're fired, right? Go just fuck off. We don't want you anymore, right? And I don't say that to then imply that like there's something special about any of them outside of Helly. Um, you know, it's just, I guess, probably like a convention to it's a TV show. It's a story. And no, you got to stick that, to the story.
1: Right. See, that, that that's what I'm saying. Like, you see, they're satirical in that <clears throat> this is all stuff that no organization can truly stop or prevent that it, this push and pull of employees you know in the end revolting is mm-hmm. always going to be built in to the structure yeah. or you could think of a system that would keep people docile but you know in that case like that's what the matrix is all about right you literally give people everything they could want and they'll they'll still break out like they yeah you can't keep everybody docile yeah. forever
0: <laughs> yeah and and also with that being said Obviously, there's the theory that Helly is an Egan. But there also seems to be something specific about Mark that, and now that I'm saying it, I did read, I think someone posted this on the subreddit, but I did read, I can't remember if this was like uh, an interview that the writer gave or just like confirmation. The writer has definitely confirmed this. Not definitely. I believe the writer has confirmed <laughs> this. But the idea is just that Mark is like uh, like a pet project. Or not a pet project, sorry. He came in when he started, right? And he finished his file in like record time and blew everybody away. He's like the star student, right? Um, and since then, he's kind of been Koble's like pet project. And that's why she's monitoring him outside of work. That's why she's kind of so focused on Mark.
1: And well, she said that she's doing an experiment on them. Remember yeah. when she talks to what's his name, the mm-hmm. Enforcer, and she's like, "I'm trying a new project." On
0: yeah. Them. Uh, so I that explains why they wouldn't get it to Mark, and then you know, of course, the Heli thing. Uh, however, Milchik finds them, and Mark is sent to the break room. Milchik. Later, briefly awakens Dylan's Innie inside his Audi's home to locate an infographic card Dylan stole from O&D. But Dylan's Innie discovers in the process that he has a son. So what did you think of that whole sequence? So I guess I should say Dylan sneaks like a card or something in his back pocket when they're in O&D, right? Right. Yeah. And so that's what Milchick is confronting him about
1: yeah number one there's two things i feel about it one is the david simon criticism where he's like you can't critique something week (laughs) by week Uh (laughs) because there is a part of me that says feels a little convenient that in order to complicate the plot you're gonna have Milchick be like i this is so desperate like this is such a critical moment that I need to go wake this guy up, yeah in his in his home to get re- recover this card, and then also the fact that like well we need to have his son run in on them yeah you you want to tell the people what you're pouring
0: a little fireball for the fireball
1: fireball <laughs> this is a a liquor. That was recently, like, made fun of in a show or movie I was watching where they literally called out Fireball and uh, and made fun of the people who would
0: even dare to drink it. All I could think of was you, and here we are. I would like to meet those people, and I would like them to meet me. Yeah,
1: it's—anyway, so a part of me—and he stirs it with his finger, (laughs) and he licks his finger like a true gentleman— (laughs) <laughs> i i do feel like that that would be
0: like in the fireball manual i of stir my do. tea in the morning with a pen so <laughs>
1: and then you lick the pen mm-hmm. so part of me is like if i break down the moments it's all a little convenient exactly like, especially at the little kid would like there's a big stranger in my house. I have to push in there. I have to get in there. Right. Um, that is a little much and not understanding what him hiding the card would mean while nobody's in the building. Mm -hmm. Unless O and D works all the, like 24 hours, they have people working and somebody could get the car. Like I, I don't see number one. I don't see what the, emergency was right regarding the card now i guess in in getting the card means that they could do the security upgrade that they end up doing right because if you do the security upgrade and you haven't found the card there's a chance that
0: you know well that's the thing he doesn't even take the card out of the building it's like at his desk or something
1: in terms of how it was filmed and everything, I really like like I love the idea of again thinking about an innie being woken oh for o- sure side. So yeah, yeah right. so like big level, I loved it. I thought it was great yeah. on a on a micro level, a little convenient. And also now you have to kill the dude. You literally cannot now like if from the little that I understand about your technology of severance, this has now been um been compromised mm-hmm. to a point that you cannot come back. Like he will never, knowing that his Audi has a kid, exactly, will never then sit there and be like, I got finger traps. Exactly. This is great. Right. So Again, it makes me nervous about what they're going to do with him from there on because, honestly, the the thing that should have happened is Milchik should have said, come with me, where is it, and then Martin scorsese would him in the back of the head and <laughs> thrown him into a ditch.
0: Like, that's, that. Well, that's I mean, had to have happened. Realistically, all he needed to do was say, hey, kid, here's an Xbox controller. Play video games for 30 minutes.
1: Let me shut the closet door.
0: Yeah. And and that's it. That's all it takes. But yeah,
1: and, and Milchick is acting like there's an active fire. He's like, I right. need yeah. to know now. And it's yeah. like, why couldn't you have just been like, let me make sure this is all as le- least discombobulating to Dylan as possible? Exactly. No, I so- mean,
0: yeah. It, if anything, it seems honestly like it could have just been like a conversation in the kitchen or something. No, yeah. It, it could just be like, hey, my work friend is here. We're gonna go talk in the kitchen. And just watch TV. It could him out, yeah. Any, anyway, anyway. Right, and so that's kind I liked of. Liked it, yeah. I, it's it. a great. I think, in the grand scheme of things, it's a great scene. And the, and you're, and that's exactly right. Like as introducing this idea of like his any now knows that he has a kid, um, and like what's that going to lead to is is great. I love that that's being introduced, but as I was saying earlier, I feel like. And this is kind of the issue I have with all the Reddit theories is they can just get so out of hand to where like it, up until this moment, there was a part of me that believed Milchick could be like part of the resistance. Right. But then you have this moment and it's like, it's just convenient storytelling. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not, he, he left the book there because Mark has to get the, any Mark has to get the book somehow. Right. So how are we going to do it? Well, let's just have Milchick leave it behind. It's not some like subversive plot for Milchick to like raise the workers up and destroy the company. You know what I mean?
1: Now, now let's say let's say Milchick is a double agent. Isn't what he just did the perfect cover to undercut Lumen? He he has the cover to wake. An innie on the outside, show him the life on the outside, and make him, and and add to the, uh, to the disruption of the there office. There is
0: no scenario that's going to be more convincing to me than it's just a convenient storytelling device.
1: That's Listen, it. David Simon said, <laughs> you "Can't critique. Probably, sure, we have sure. to see the whole and story. And look, I,
0: I'd be happy to be wrong. I just." yeah it just, I'm with
1: you. red flags have been raised by that by that scene, but ultimately, I get it. I like it. I hope they right. they they thought it through and didn't just say, We need to move this paw along. have the boy run in
0: yeah uh this scene also kind of confirmed for me something that I had kind of assumed to be true, but the show seems to um the show doesn't really talk about it, I guess, but the idea that they can be this, the severed, the severed transition is not exclusive to the building. It can be done wherever, right? The show kind of, the show definitely frames it as like, when you go down this elevator, that's when you get severed, right? But obviously this scene tells us that it can happen wherever they want it to. Right. Um, Which I guess is, I always kind of assumed, but yeah. it's just it's like Men in Black. And yeah, exactly. Your favorite
1: one of your. No, it, that has to be your favorite movie. It's not it's my, the only movie that you have on your computer.
0: It's not my favorite movie. I've been trying to get. First of all, the first Men in Black movie is great, right? Is it not? I haven't sure. seen it in a very long time but i remember it, loving it when i was a kid uh-huh. and i've been trying to get the girls to watch it forever it's gross well, i remember that yeah see the the problem is the first introduction they ever got to it was as soon as i recommended it julia said that movie's too scary uh and so now whenever i mention it it's too it's scary it's too scary we can't watch it it's too scary so that's why it's been on my plex forever uh okay Outside, Devin runs into Gabby Arteta, a woman she met at the birthing lodge, but Gabby does not seem to recognize her. What would you make of that?
1: I didn't get the feeling that she didn't recognize her. I got mm. the feeling that it made her uncomfortable to be approached by her. Exactly. That Even as she was like, hey, we met at the birthing lodge, that she was just like, now... There is an opportunity to be like if you could sever your own birth.
0: Exactly. And that's what the Reddit points out. Um, Reddit. So uh, Devin later learns that Gabby's husband, Angelo, is a prominent pro-severance senator supported by Lumen. Right. So then they go to point out that. She doesn't recognize who Devin is, right? She seems to like have no idea who she is at all, which I was like you. I thought, because she was also, in that initial scene, she seemed really weirded out by Devin. Like, why are you here? You know what I mean? Like,
1: now, at the same time, if a new mother waves to another new mother, I don't think that she would act so, like, horrified right like she overacted that role if sure. it was just who are you like she you know she wasn't even like excuse sure. me do you know ch-? she was like actively i'm
0: not gonna look at you i don't want anything to do with you sure but what they point out on reddit is that she doesn't seem to know who Devin is right but so the the senator's pro severance so the idea is that she has severed her birth so she doesn't have to go through the birthing process, just her innie does. And then, right, she comes back for when the baby's actually born. Then they go to point out that the conversation they had uh, in the lodge, the Gabby, the woman who was pregnant, said she wanted to name the baby, she was going to name the baby Bradley, right? The baby's name is William, William. Right. So, right. The the any severed wanted her name one thing. Audi okay. severed wanted her name into something else. So that's what the Audi now, severed gets to name it. Now I'm bringing in like,
1: how long was that any alive? Because was that any like they passed in the lodge? The Innie is now aware, and it's like, I want to name it Bradley. <laughs>
0: That's true. Was that like her
1: second co- coherent thought? <laughs> That's true.
0: That's also like, <laughs> I guess, also think about if it is like your any is just like a child, basically. Like, imagine like explaining the child birthing process to a child who right. just wants finger traps.
1: <laughs> right. You know, like that. Now, it does make you think how long would you, if you could sever. How long would you sever that? Right, like maybe she is a woman who's like, I want to sever my whole pregnancy. Right, and so that gave her long enough to be like, Oh, I want to name it Bradley, and then baby's born. Yeah, you're da- Now here's the other thing. Could she? Mm, I'm like, I'm trying to make it even more dark. Like, what if she didn't know she was severed? Mm-hmm. But I think you have to know.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, how much does the any actually know? I'll say this, if I could have <laughs> if I could have severed Ooh. the surgery I had on my arm until like yesterday <laughs> <laughs> until like a year later <laughs> when I had the screw removed, I might consider it <laughs> um, but I'm on board with that. I think that that woman is was severed for the pregnancy.
1: I think she was severed as well, and I think the reason why she's acting so weirded out is because maybe she wasn't comfortable with the idea of severing, Mm -hmm. and this woman is bringing up the fact that you you just don't know what happened to you for the last nine
0: months of your life, maybe, Mm -hmm.
1: and how well they're not saying
0: nine months. The they're saying like the eight hour window that you.
1: Again, I reject the eight-hour window on the fact that she wanted to name the baby anything. Yeah, I guess. You you can't think about the conversations that you had on just naming your girls. Are you telling me that (laughs) anybody in eight hours would be like, I know exactly what I want to name them, you know? I would say, think about rich, wealthy, bougie. They just don't want to be
0: inconvenienced at all. At all. So why wouldn't she
1: say... Hey, I want to, I'm pregnant, sever me now, and then wake me up when I have William. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that, because then you don't have to deal with morning sickness, you don't have to deal with your yeah. body changing, mm-hmm. you just get to be right back to normal when I have a baby. Right. So, I feel like, yeah, she was severed, but all of those people on red
0: are idiots. <laughs> she severed her whole pregnancy. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'm fine with either or. Nope. I do just think mine that she was severed sense. at some point. She was severed, okay. But mine <laughs> makes more sense, right? Sure, uh, yours makes more sense in a in a in a real world setting, in a show setting. Being severed just for the pregnant for the birth makes sense, more sense to me. Just as much as Mil- Milchik's dumbass leaving the book behind, right? Uh, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense if you're trying to tell a story for I think it's story purposeful. T-
1: Again, yeah. we don't know how it all
0: ties up, mm-hmm. so maybe he meant it. Kobol as Miss Selvig gets close to Devin and Rickon by acting as their lactation consultant.
1: Yeah. That immediately made me think, there are certain um, shows even real people that I've met who have a multiplicity of skills and you're like, how'd you learn that? How'd you learn that? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was one where I was like, yeah, I could see somebody being like, <laughs> I'm a lactation <laughs> consultant and not having really uh, read any qualifications. qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, yeah. I throw it on my resume. I, uh, I've seen it happen. Right. I think <laughs> I can figure it out. <laughs>
0: Uh, Mark goes on a date with Alexa Devin's midwife to a concert by Petey's daughter's punk rock band and sings along to an anti-lumen protest song.
1: The one other moment that made me have flashbacks to the wake video where I was like, right, this is clearly somebody who doesn't know like that scene at all. He's like, yeah, put a bunch of punks in there who, right? That that whole scene was a little it's, much. It's it's cranked real high, yeah, right? And even the song where they're just like "F Lumen, F, yeah. F Lumen, Fuck Lumen, Fuck Lumen,", F Lumen. Yeah. and then um, the only thing that made me like go like "Oh!" is when at the end, Marker's like, "You guys are pretty good," and she's like, "No, we suck." Yeah. Like, okay. At least right. there's some self awareness there. But other than that, that whole scene was a little yeah,
0: right. And he also tries to offer like, well, your dad would have loved it or whatever, and she's just like, that was a little
1: much. I know really? when he said that, I was like, but
0: her reaction to it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: but again, it made me question Mark. Yeah, I was like, Mark, for who sure. are you? Like, yeah. what do? You, why would you lead with that <laughs> again? Unless you're willing to then immediately be like, your dad came out. Let me tell you the story. But yeah. no, he was just like, your dad would have loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely as soon as that whole thing started. Was definitely like just like no one in Hollywood is able to make like a a punk concert. You just can't do it. It's just not possible without seeming so corny and so over the top. And like you just can't do a movie it. Movie well. that you haven't seen, Green Room. I did watch Green Room. I thought you said it was too violent, you can't do it. No, remember I watched it when uh when the Ramoses took the kids up to New York. Okay. You remember that?
1: And you celebrated by watching Green Room?
0: And the and it was the first time that we were like truly home alone with without the girls for an extended period of time. I don't know what it was. I watched Green Room it was the first movie I watched. I followed that up directly with the Aubrey Plaza nun movie uh-huh, and then I watched something else not too long after that. I watched like three movies back to back to back, and I was just like, I'm living the life <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah, I watched that yeah, that does a good a good job of it. I yeah, guess
1: that, that does a good job, but um. But, but I agree. Everything else like that made me feel like he, whoever made that scene, wouldn't get spinal tap. Yeah, they'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, spinal tap? Yeah, that's a
0: right. They're a real band." <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> uh, the Mark goes on a date with Alex's midwife. Uh, a later, Mark finally answers Petey's phone. And okay, so this is the last part of the episode, I guess. Mark answers the phone. Uh, and he's contacted by Ragabi, who they earlier confirmed was the person that reintegrated Petey, meets her at the school he used to taught at, and then they go off, and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout that, which for whatever reason is not mentioned on the Wikipedia summary, throughout that last sequence, they're shown... Uh, making changes to the elevator. Yeah. What changes do you think they're making? Do you think they're just like uh, buffing the code detector stuff? Do you think they're like making, um, maybe like making it more difficult to get in and out of MDR?
1: I mean, I definitely thought more surveillance, mm-hmm. right? That... If they didn't have cameras in the elevator, they have them now, um, probably more technology that we don't know or understand right beefing up whatever. Um, but yeah that, that that was my feeling, just just more surveillance, so they're cracking down on these employees, yeah, and yeah we'll we'll, we'll see unless they put in like a kill switch. <laughs> Where it's like if someone tries to run out and leave, they can flip a switch on right. Their head explodes. We're right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts about this episode specifically? Because I have a couple of other things that <clears throat> I picked up on the subreddit that I wanted to talk about. Nope, go for it. Okay. So there was another post where somebody like zoomed in on the uh zoomed in on the screen when Helly is getting her implant the severance chip implanted uh and the theory is that Helly's chip was not implanted correctly which i uh, i which I guess would assume to like why she's like so. Uh, pushing back so much against the process and, like, being in any or whatever. And on the screen, there's a warning. There's, like, a little warning dialogue on her screen that says the selected tool is too short for trajectory. So I guess the theory is that maybe something got messed up during her process. Although somebody else then points out that (laughs) (laughs) the estimated distance (laughs) that they're supposed to put the implant is 107 meters. (laughs) (laughs) See, you want to start at the back of the head, then blast out the front of their heads. (laughs) Uh, And then somebody else made a uh, Lumen handbook-esque uh, PowerPoint slide about why they think Heli is an Egan. A lot of the stuff we've talked about before, a lot of it is just like the camera angles that they use here. And then when they're shooting like the Egan statues and then the camera angles, Heli, blah, 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 blah. The person like, um, qualifies themselves by saying, <laughs> I, <laughs> I won't spoil, but I watched. <laughs> I won't spoil, but I watched Scream Five, and I knew who one of the killers was within five minutes. <laughs> that's their qualifications. Um, but one thing they pointed out that I thought was interesting was oh, that's great. Right, was what we talked about last. Was it last episode? Where she hung herself or where she came back from hanging herself, right? Uh Uh-huh. So they pointed out that (coughs) when she comes up from the elevator Mm -hmm. and she's her Audi, Mm -hmm. right, there's no security guard. When she goes down. When she comes back up. So when they come up, there's a security guard that's supposed to, like, watch them as they leave or whatever. Hmm. When Heli comes up at 5.10, her scheduled time, there's no security guard. Five minutes later, when Mark leaves at 5.15, there is a security guard sitting there. There's like a security guard station right there where they put their clothes on and stuff and leave.
1: Yeah, see, you're saying that's up. I'm saying that's on the ground floor. Then they go into the elevator, go up,
0: and that's their... Right, that's what I'm saying. She goes in, she hangs herself... She goes up to leave, right? The elevator takes her up to leave, right? Which is where they would go to leave. You get what I'm saying? No. They go. They get into the elevator from the Hold severed on. floor.
1: Yes. So, 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 let's so back up. Let's just let's just pretend a building has two floors. Right. They walk
0: in. They change. The they, security guard is there. Right. They say,
1: how's it going? The They're in. Right.
0: They're Any changes? They go down to the severed floor. I thought the severed floor was up. What? No, the severed floor is most certainly down in the basement. Up come on. Either way, you're changing floors and your Audi becomes your innie, your innie becomes your Audi. Right. As Heli is hanging and her innie becomes her Audi, the security guard is gone. gone right typically the security guard would be there yes like he is when mark leaves at 5 15 so this person is theorizing the reason the security guard is gone at 5 10 when heli is scheduled to leave right because they all have their scheduled increments to leave yeah is because she's an egan and he trusts that she's he knows she's an egan and why does she need to be why does he need to be there for an Egan, right? He should be there when Mark is leaving because Mark is just some fucking dumbass, common commoner, right? Or whatever. Okay. That's the theory. I just thought that was kind of yeah.
1: interesting. Yeah. I like that.
0: Uh, Listen, it makes
1: more sense from being in a basement. <laughs> in my
0: head, they're always on the second floor. Really? Whatever. That's yeah. so strange. <laughs> I would I always I mean, I guess we don't really know. Well, I mean, we do know, because you see the elevator, when she hangs, it goes up. It doesn't go down. Right? I don't remember. (laughs) All right. That's that. Episode six. Yep.
1: All right. So, I would love to put my my money where my mouth is as we went along. We have- Three episodes left? I think, I think so. there's only nine, right? I'm saying Helly's and Egan. Yep. Guarantee
0: that. Agree.
1: I'm gonna say. Where are some other
0: questions? Something else somebody pointed out. Devin's baby is wearing a lamb slash sheep uh. onesie. Which what made me want to ask <laughs> is there a difference between Lambs sheeps and goats I are those knew, three different animals
1: I knew here are my qualifications on why people are those three
0: me. different animals or is one of those animals like a baby version of the other animal I knew when you said sheep <laughs> you say
1: sheeps and not sheep uh, a sheep uh, is the plural of sheep
0: uh, yeah okay sheeps but are those three different animals when you don't know a lamb, a sheep and a goat.
1: Yes, they are different.
0: Are I Okay, me? I get that a goat is different than a sheep. Okay. Is then a sheep different than a lamb? No. Or a lamb is the baby version of a sheep. Exactly. Okay. And then a goat is a completely different thing.
1: No, a goat is a very old sheep.
0: Is it? No, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a completely different Right. Okay, I get it now. I see it now because goats like live on mountains and stuff,
1: and eat trash, and their eyes are weird.
0: That's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So keep going. Helly is an Egan. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like now, I'm trying. I wish. I wish I did have a list
1: because I would love to go in and right now start putting. Helly is an Egan. Devin
0: is not in on it.
1: Ooh. Devin is not in on it, but she agreed to help in some way because she was involved. I keep going back. I have nothing for this. Mm-hmm. She was somehow involved in the death of Mark's wife and has helped push Mark to sever to also help her deal with her guilt and mm-hmm.
0: grief. There. Do you, you think there's anything more to Mark and his wife's? Thing because yes. somebody posted on the subreddit a a still of like a brief flash in in Mark's house and it's a very blurry picture of him and what you would assume to be as his wife, um, and she's got red hair,
1: Ooh. like
0: Helly. I the, the but reason- she's clearly not Helly,
1: right? I'm trying to make it fit because I think the wife matters more. Mm-hmm. number two, Patricia Arquette took something from the wife's box that's true, and then put it in the office, right? So there is clearly something more happening there, whether she's testing his emotional recognition mm-hmm. of like a tree. Does the any recognize that mm-hmm. that symbol right um. Or, again, did, did did the wife mean something more? So, yeah, that's me stretching, trying to tie the wife into what I know already. Mm-hmm. But I do think more is there, and so I'm including the sister on that end. Because I don't think that she is like a lumen plant, but I do think that she has encouraged the sev, severedness
0: Right. And you would think also if she had some involvement with Lumen, there would be no like, uh, lactation consultant espionage, right? Like, yeah. like Kobel wouldn't be going yeah. undercover if exactly. she was also working for Lumen in some capacity. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 So I think, I think that, um, you know, I'm going to say that, that Dylan's going to get killed.
0: It definitely seems like Dylan has to die.
1: <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's going to die. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see Irving and... Um, Burt. Bert kiss. I think we had our shot. <laughs> I think that's going to be... Yeah. That's as close as they're going to get. Okay. Anything else I can predict?
0: I think that's it. Yeah. You know what? considering how far into the season we are and how many episodes are left, I guess I just don't see a whole lot of room for like Irving Burt romance side plot. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right. It it does make me feel like with this last episode, it ran its course. Exactly. It it has, I think that they've played it beautifully. Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been great. So now, when Bert or when Irving dies, because Irving has more going on with
0: him, Irving is John Turturro, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Then, then we're gonna feel that more. Sure. Like that's what that's gonna mean. But I don't, yeah, I don't think that they're gonna get. Yeah,
0: I guess. This, so? Does this end with like a bloodbath? Does everybody die? There's so a picture that that predicts what has happened before that's true there's always something i think about with like storytelling and it's like it seems to be like the most dramatic thing or the even the most interesting you can do when telling a story which i guess makes sense is kill somebody you know what i mean that's kind of like the that's kind of like the ultimate that i guess maybe that's just me that's the thing that's always (laughs) running through my mind whenever i'm reading something it's like is this person going to die? (laughs) That's always the question. It's like, no matter what happens to this person does not matter if they live or die. All that ultimately matters if they're alive or if they're dead, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm reading the fisherman, right? And I'm going through the story. He's telling the story of the story. Right. And a lot of the sequences start with, they would tell me at a later time or, they said at a later time. And instantly, I'm like, they don't die. They don't die. <laughs> They're still alive. Not so, interested. who cares? Don't worry. That's funny. <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah. yeah, there was something else that you said that but I'll, I'll remember it for next episode, I'm sure. Okay. Or I won't forever. <laughs>